While on their way to the Lyceum, the party camped near the Anenadar Fire Forest uh, at the farm of Hadin. After a long discussion, the party decided they would wait till morning to confront Hadin, who seemed to be harming or controlling his daughter Kristen in some magical way. As the members went to sleep, Winry was stirring. Waking Raylan, the duo quietly absconded from the camp and broke into Hadin's home. The target was Kristen. After silently scoping the house, the two found Kristen's room, put a sack over her head, and battered her into unconsciousness so as to not alert the sleeping Hadin in the other room. With their prize in hand, Raylan and Winry snuck back to the camp, alerting the remainder of their party to gather their things and quickly leave. But suddenly, Raylan noticed a goblin sneaking close to the party's camp. Bryn quickly commanded the creature to stop, while a booming voice on the other side of the house announced that the scourge had arrived and they sought to capture or kill Hadin. A brutal fight began. The thugs, led by a Regessian Inquisitor, attempted to assassinate the panicked Hadin. While the party tried to fight back the attackers, Hadin, unfortunately, was quickly brutalized and rendered unconscious by shambling skeletons. The forces battled back and forth, but the party finally gained the upper hand, defeating the thugs and killing the Inquisitor as he tried to escape. Surrounded by bodies, a bleeding Hadin, and a very hurt Kristen, the party now has an awkward situation to handle. As you all kind of take a moment to catch your breath in the immediate aftermath at seeing the Inquisitor felled in the road, Kristen, in the background, who had been a little distant towards the end of the battle, quickly speaks up before anything else can happen. She looks towards Torrent, who is standing nearby, but kind of had walked into the fray towards the end of the battle, and a somewhat panicked look comes upon her face immediately. She says, ah, he's, he's controlling me. It's, it's not even su subtly. His claws, they're in my mind. I, please. She looks towards Bryn. Help, help him, but no, I, I may no longer have control of my mind once he's stable. Take me with you, him if you can, but if he won't, please take me. There's nothing for me here. There's no life. Take me. Bryn looks at Matharia. <laughs> um, I believe she was still unconscious on the ground, actually. As much as I'd love to do something right now. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. She's I'll... on the ground. Yeah, so... At zero. Uh, you, so I'll, you, Bryn, you get Matharia. I'll get Hadin. I am stabilized. Yeah. I'm just at yeah, zero. Yeah, she's stabilized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she just needs to, we'll tuck her in. And <laughs> All right, so I'll look at Kristen and I'm going to say, we were somewhat afraid of this uh, being the case, but we can't let a living person die when we can do something about it. We'll stabilize him. We'll let him stay unconscious, though, and we can we can talk about this further, but we need to stabilize him now. Is that all right? Bryn starts to work. I think yours, if you're using a kit, is free. If you're not, then you'll have yeah. to roll a check. Can Bryn and Jack work together to stabilize Hadin so that she doesn't have to burn another healer's kit. Sure. If you would rather do it that way, that's fine. You just roll with advantage. Okay, I'll try that. And if it don't work, then... Then you can use a healer's kit. Yep, exactly. Uh, 21. Okay. <laughs> the rasping, rattling breath from Hadin starts to calm and 
and become even once more as you, you tend to him. Kristen kind of starts to move towards him once more protectively. Says, thank you. Please, I, he needs rest. Can one of you help me get him to his bed? <clears throat> Her wide blue eyes were more vivid before than you remembered them earlier in the day. They were standing out against the night, the dark in her hair as well. Now they have gone back to how you saw them previously. We're not taking him to his bed. No, I, I think we all need to stay here. If we go back into the house, we could easily be cornered if more Inquisitors show up. I'm going to start getting the horses ready. I think we need to rest here. Mathari is in no shape to travel. And in all likelihood, this is the only group that's going to come tonight. If I don't rest, I can't heal anybody further. But isn't he going to wake back up? Mm. He will come back to consciousness. In theory, he could within an hour or two if you wanted. Uh, otherwise, he would most likely be out for the most part of a long rest before he was functional. I think we need to stay here. We can camp out here in the barn just like we were planning. We can set watches. We can have the horses ready so that if any more Inquisitors do arrive, we can mount up and uh, ride out as quickly as possible. Hopefully we can lose them in the fire forest. If you must, he just, he needs rest. I'm sure you can see. We all do, and that was quite an intense skirmish. Well, if Kristen's willing to help, I will help her get Hadin settled in the barn. We can go in the house and get some blankets and pillows and stuff and try to get both of them as comfortable as possible in the barn. He's a big man. It takes a quite a bit of effort, but... <laughs> I'll help too. Fortunately, with the group of you, you're able to kind of shift him around, get him down the hill a little bit. So I offered help Kristen, but he's pretty heavy, and I'm like, Raylan, help! <laughs> Oh, Rayland? That's the best choice yeah. of help, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> With some effort, though, you're able to collect everyone together, get everyone into a, a resting position. Kristen is protectively laying right next to round Hadin's head just to kind of keep track of him if I'm safe. I'll say, excuse me, and I'm going to tie Hadin up. There. What are you? What are you doing? He's dangerous. What are you talking about? He tried to control one of our friends earlier. I'm, I'm sure he was only doing what was best. He's also controlling you. So please move out of the way. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Yep. So wait, guys, it's still her dad. Kristen, you said you want to go whether he goes or not. I don't, I don't want to go. I, I want to stay with him. Is he conscious? Is, is Hadin conscious? He's not conscious, no, but he's no longer dying. We all saw her eyes fade. She's back under his spell, so... Yep. Uh, Whoa! I'm gonna lean over to Raylan and say, maybe we should tie them both up. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna draw my short sword and dagger and hit her with the pommel. You know what? She is not expecting it, so go ahead and make the roll with advantage. Not again. Come on. So, 18. <laughs> oh, my plus. God. This poor girl. Oh, my gosh. 23. I mean, it definitely hits. Go ahead and roll. She's got to be standing near somebody of our group, right? 
Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm right there. Gotta try to get that sneak attack in. Yeah. I mean, she probably doesn't have very much high health. Feel free to roll sneak attack damage. Oh my gosh. You know what? He's not going to be able to control her anymore because her brain is just going to be mush at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the master of concussions. <laughs> she's going to have a, she's going to be a vegetable. She's going to have a limp. 11 damage. A wonky eye. Okay. You, yeah, you, you stutter right in the face uh, with the pommel of your dagger and she goes limp, basically just lays right across Hadin afterwards. Just the two of them now flopped together. Raylan, is it not possible for us to find another way to render someone unconscious? I think there might be lasting damage. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to move her body off of on top of it. Okay. She's very light, pretty easy to move. If you don't mind, Jack, I'm going to get to work tying them up. Yeah, please do. Right. I'm tying them both up now. While you're tying them both up, I'm going to stay there and uh, watch and see if I can learn anything. I will, after he ties up Kristen, I'll do like a makeshift ice pack type thing. Try and tend to the goose egg. A cold compress? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you tying just him up or both of them? I'm going to tie both of them up. Not together, but separate. Okay. Make two separate sleight of hand checks and say which one's first. All right. So Hadin and Kristen. 18 and 16. You tie them up to the best of your ability and nice. uh, leave them basically as little sacks on the ground. Let me, I need to see if I have any healing spells. We need to try to get Mitharia up. We gotta, we gotta talk. I don't, I have no spells. Mitharia will be conscious in an hour. Okay. As likely will be the other two. Oh, well that's not great. I mean, they all went unconscious effectively at the same time. Does anyone have a potion? Would I have any knowledge as to, do I have any knowledge as to how long, what distance would break a spell like this? But he said that he sent her to Gates Pass before. That's correct. She did say that. Or at least that you've implied that. If Bryn is pondering that aloud, then I'll say, well, he regained control of her from just not dying anymore. He's clearly much more powerful and has much stronger sway over her than I realized. Listen, let's split up. Let's go check all the bodies. Let's check the Inquisitor. Let's check their house. Let's see if we can find a potion to get Matharia up so we can discuss this. We got to come up with a plan. Oh, I feel like I have a potion. <laughs> do I? Oh, I don't. Do you? I'm pretty sure I do. I have one. <laughs> oh, I have one. Oh, well, that's a really good idea. I want to go set about and, and check out what's on their bodies and maybe just take a little uh, little look at their house here. I want to find a trap door in particular. So do I. Um, however, I think we need to have a plan while these two are incapacitated. Nine, Miss Aria. Thank you. So I'm going to yes. go with you when you pour that and what were you going to say? I was going to say, when she wakes up, I'll be, again, making her feel comfortable, tending to any cut scrapes, things like that. And once she's alert enough, tell her what we saw with Kristen. As you finish up explaining, I'm going to say, now, I'm sure you have uh, a lot of things that you wish to say to a few members of this group. However, 
We may be short on time, and we need to decide what we are going to do with Kristen and Hadin. So, why don't you stay in your relaxed position? I assume you're sitting up on the ground. Everybody, let's let's huddle up over here. Uh, Rayland, are you going to go investigate the bodies or not? I strongly insist that we talk first. Am I? Um... You're conscious. I'm conscious. Okay. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that we gather and decide what we're going to do before we go search the house. Because Rayland, I agree with you. I would like to go with you as well and check out the house. Is anything short of killing Hadin going to set Kristen free then? I would wager that once there's a far enough distance, he won't be able to maintain control over her. But it's a reasonable assertion, at least. Uh I would imagine that it would taper with distance at the least. Most magic does, at least. Maybe she could fight back once we get her far enough away. Before this conversation goes any further, would anyone care to explain what's going on? I did. I said that, but you weren't paying attention. (laughs) When I wake you up, I tell you what we saw with Kristen and her eyes and what she said You explain what happened prior? And I, I also said not to yell at anybody right now because we've got more pressing things to deal with. Uh, she's gonna get up. Oh, you should stay. You should stay down. You, you were very hurt. Jack, I'm quite all right. Thank you. That far worse having me. Thank you for the healing. She's gonna kind of look around and assess the situation, and um, then she's gonna walk off. Away from the group. Okay. Well, um, I, I guess Matharia can put her two cents in um, after the fact. Should we just... I feel like if we leave Hadin here, it's a death sentence for him. But if he's really controlling her in such a nefarious way, I, I don't know that he is trustworthy. If he's powerful enough to control her... From a distance. From a distance and just simply being unconscious, then it's either we commit to take his life or we run. Raylan Winry, what are your thoughts? I think I want to take a look at the house. You guys can keep talking if you like. Let's meet back in a short time and and finish this. But uh, Raylan, I'll join you. I'll keep watch over Hadan and Kristen. All right, we'll stay with you as well. Uh, so, Rayland and Jack, what is your itinerary here? I'm looking for the sketchbook that Hadin was looking at. And uh, I want to look to see if he has any books or journals or tomes that kind of um, explain a little bit about his powerful ability. Okay. Make an investigation check as you search through the house. Rayland, are you searching for something in particular? Or some place in particular? I'm looking for trap doors. I'm going to take a look. It, the, it, the floor is stone, right? Correct. Yeah, you can go ahead and make a investigation check as well. Uh, so, Jack, what you, would you roll? 17. So you, you take a look around the house uh, and you're basically just looking for books. And after a reasonable search throughout the house, which takes about 15 minutes or so, 
you are able to find a book. It is the small little book that Hidden had carried with him. It was sitting on his his table at the side of his bed, basically. Uh, and that is the only thing that you were able to find. As you page through it, it is similar to what I had called it before, basically a sketchbook. It has a bunch of pencil drawings and things like this of various things, various scenery and flowers, different places. There's one drawing in pencil of the cairns, for instance, in the backyard, uh, kind of an artistic view of uh, the, the rising sun with the cairns in the foreground, this sort of thing. Um, but they're effectively sketches. Okay. You do not find any other books. There's no arcanic writings or anything like this. It almost feels like you you know wizards to some extent, right? They're they're typically surrounded by the arcane yeah. knowledge that they've collected throughout the years, this sort of mm -hmm. thing. It feels like it has been scoured completely and intentionally. But recently? Not necessarily. It's more just a, a feeling of... Like a purge. The, yeah, <laughs> a, a scourge. Um, the, <laughs> the vast difference in two days in your mind from where you were at the Erlor Hall with, you know, as much books and things like this that you were able to be absorbed in and things like this to this man who was supposedly a very high-ranking, powerful mage who has nothing, no writings, no musings, no consideration, no arcane books, nothing of the sort. It is barren, which is, in your mind, at least strange. Really weird. Rayland, as you search around, it, the floor is solid stone as far as you can tell. It is just a solid farmhouse foundation. Who makes a house out of stone? Who makes furniture out of stone? I'm going to try and push one of them over. Although I'm a little guy, so probably not. I mean, it's really heavy, but you can slide things around. And it is not too difficult. At least not horrendously difficult for you to do. Uh, and push the chair that he was sitting in out of the way. Move the cushions, like throw them around, dig around throughout the house. The only thing that I can really say about the furniture and such is that it is very blocky, very unornamented. Is her room any different? Not significantly, no. There's a couple of wooden pieces here and there. Like her dresser is wooden, this sort of thing. But by and large, just about everything is stone-based. He controlled her, so it was probably his choice. Was this stone made magically? Like, it doesn't look like it was made with chisel. Does it? Yeah, from your background, you can tell that it does appear to be like someone would make with a stone-shaped spell. So after my search, I'm going to come out to where Rayland is and say, did you find anything? No. I'm going to go to the fireplace and take out the uh, hammer, though. Off the wall. Oh, that's right. It got thrown in the fire. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the, the ashes are pretty guttered in there at this point. They were before you even tossed anything in there, so it is easy to take out. We took a good look at it last time, right? Can you give me a description of it again, if you don't mind? It's a two-handed warhammer with a wooden handle and a metal head with the name Mandragore carved into the shaft. Are there any things on the wall like candle holders or handle? A lot of art. There's a lot of, there's a lot of art. There is, uh, I think I'd mentioned it in the initial one, but it probably got glossed over at the time. Yeah, outside of it being really barren, so to speak, like really stone-shaped, perfectly rigid, this sort of thing, 
Uh, there's countless beautiful paintings that line the walls. If Raylan's looking at those, I'll say... Um, yeah, I'll take a look at the paint. I believe Hadin made those. He was an artist. Just a quick appraisal, Rayland. You're not particularly an art connoisseur or anything like this, but these paintings look quite good. They would probably sell well if you had some way of getting them to a art collector. They are also big. While Rayland's looking at those, I would like to find a candle or a torch or something and get it lit by either sticking it in the coals in the fire or whatever. Um, and I'm going to say, um, I, I didn't find anything in here either, and it's quite unsettling, if I'm completely honest. I, I'm going to do a lap around the house and see if there's anything outside that we missed. Easy enough. There are candles and torches both kind of laying around. We, we both have dark vision, though. Yeah, for an hour. Yeah. Oh, we have your really long dark Yeah, vision. long distance. Yeah, but the torch still helps, right? Justin gives it color. And it gives color. Helps with contrast mm-hmm. a little bit. Okay. I'm going to go do a lap around the house and see if there's... But first, help me take down one of these paintings. And I'm going to take the one that I like the most. So if you could describe the one that Raylan would like the most. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Raylan would probably like the most a serene picture of a wooded wildlife with a river running through the middle. And there is some wildlife along the edge of the river is a nature scene. This one's good. Let's take this one down. So uh, without going into too much detail, I imagine growing up, I would have been exposed to a good amount of art. So I'm going to look at Raylan and say, oh, what speaks to you about this one? Art. It just makes me feel nice. (laughs) Fair. Uh, Jack, just a quick... Sorry. <laughs> a quick rundown on it. Uh, it is technically well done. It's not master level quite or anything like this, but it is very proficient. If you had to give a quick guess, the picture itself probably somewhere between 20 and 50 gold. Okay. I'll say that. I would imagine, uh, even though this isn't um, necessarily a technically expert level, the quality is very fine. I imagine this could easily sell for 20, 30, 50 gold. You can take the painting if you'd like to, but it would be impossible to take in a way that it would be still sellable. You'd have to fold it as well as roll it, as these are all like two foot by two foot style paintings. Just rolling it up is going to be so big and cumbersome, it's going to be difficult for you to take with you. Going through a fire forest. Yeah, you probably end up having to fold it up in order to contain it well and put it in your pack and things like this. And at that point, it's going to be less valuable, at least, if you want to take it with you. That doesn't mean that it's worthless, but you can you can take it along with you. You just know that you'd be diminishing its value. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep it nice, but in the end, I'll probably have to fold it up. Justin, technical question. Um, you had Ryan roll an investigation check. Um, mm-hmm. Would that have covered him, like, checking everywhere in the house, behind the paintings? and? I was looking for a trapdoor, so no, not necessarily. It was covering him looking for a secret door slash trapdoor, whatever you want to call that. Any way of finding a entrance to the room that you guys had not noticed. Okay. 
So I'll let him have his painting and I'm gonna go outside. And I'm a little, I'm like you said, Justin, I'm used to magic practitioners having a lot more books around, so it's a little weird. So I wanna do a lap around the house and see if there's like a stone that's covering some kind of safe or if there's, you know, a false wall somewhere or something like that. Sure, to save everyone a little bit of time. You do a quick trip around the house and you find nothing of particular interest. You guys had already seen kind of the, not quite cellar, but the effective cooling room that they had in the house. That was Water. on the main level. Uh, so there, there's not like a, a basement or a cellar or anything like this. It is entirely just a slab of stone, basically, that a house was formed off of. There is no lower level. There does not appear to be anything of particular interest around the house itself. And they're the only kind of interesting things around the house at this point in time that you haven't looked at, or too much so. There's the stable like you guys have been staying in. There's the two cairns at the side, uh, kind of in the back. And then there's all the dead bodies around. There does not appear to be any secret passages or secret rooms, anything like this that you can find. I wanted to check the barn. You kind of look around in the barn. It looks like an animal barn. There's nothing hidden about Hadin here anymore. Is there anything on him? On his body, there's effectively nothing. The only thing of interest that you'd find uh, kind of looking around his room, Jack, you could have found this when you were looking for the book, uh, is that there's a small purse held about 30 gold pieces in it. Nothing of any particular interest there beyond man's money purse. Uh, he himself is... Let me make sure of this before I respond. Uh, he did not have the book with him. He was not particularly dressed when he came out. He has no components with him that you can find. Uh, he has no implement, like a wand or staff or orb, anything like this, that would be like an arcane focus at all. He has nothing of any particular interest with him. I'm going to check out the cairns quick. Is there anything on the cairns? The cairns are just simple stone piles. They appear to not have been messed with in the past 15 years or so. I'll push one over. You tip it over. It was about a knee-high style uh, pile of stones, and it just crumbles down into a pile of stones instead. Mm. There's no names or anything written on them, but judging by what you might have known about Hadin's past, it's reasonable as a guess that they might have been remembrances to potentially his brother or his wife. Would someone go with me to check the the Scourge people's bodies for like healing potions and anything that might be useful? After I do a lap around the house, I'll come back to the barn and I'll I'll relieve you so you can go do that. And I'll say, um, Bryn, if you could, can you get everything off of that inquisitor that would distinguish him as such his bear outfit the claws everything uh sure i feel like that disguise could come in handy at some point and it may give us some clues as to how they do what they do i'll help her uh check the bodies the two of you take a quick trip around uh and you're able to find some things that are of of interest and of value uh, the first thing that you find and the closest is on the corpse of Smiley, the orc with the greatsword. 
the greatsword itself is just a standard greatsword. It does not appear to be particularly of interest, but you do find on him a platinum chain. And you'd estimate this platinum chain is worth a pretty reasonable amount of money if you could find a buyer. The half-orc soldier next to him had about 10 gold in his purse. The goblins, 25 each, with, or sorry, 25 total, with a couple pairs of thieves' tools. Uh, and then the Inquisitor is a little bit more interesting. Uh, he's got a pouch with 73 gold and also four potions of healing. Yeah, that's what that's what I want. Did you write all that down, Steph? Yeah, I got it. I have it all for you if you would like as well. I've got it too. If you want to do a little bit more work like Jack was suggesting, uh, the Inquisitor himself is clad in leather cords, bear skins, with a carved bear skull on his head. He also has strapped to his right hand a three-pronged metal claw. I'll grab those things because Jack wanted them. The claw, I can use that, huh? Justin, Mitharia would have gone far enough away from the group that they would not see her somewhere facing east to the sunrise, sit down and just finish her rest. Okay. Her trance. That's not hard for you to find a, a place a little bit further out of the way. You'd be going away from the farmhouse at that point. Yeah. Kind of towards the back, away from the road. So easy to find a, a nice place near the fields where you could take a seat, continue your rest. I'll make my way back to the barn. Is Bryn back? Yeah. I'll like take a look at Kristen and then I'll look at Bryn and be like, Bryn, would you mind checking her over for stuff? Anything weird? Maybe like a jewel or something. Maybe uh, focus, whatever magic Hedden's got going on. Sure. I'll look for that in addition to like any markings that might be on her. The only thing besides her clothes that she's wearing, uh, or that she has, is this thin black staff that she carries. It is not a particularly weight-bearing staff, uh, and it is not of any magical inclination that you can tell she might use it as such as a focus but it is not anything overly special a little action for your information 5e focuses more on components and such inhibit her just in general uh, but it might stop her from casting certain spells okay. from her um, battle prowess that you saw before she had little more that she could do than a couple of magic missiles very powerful is Wainry back by now? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I mean, Brynn is back. Okay. Well, I was hoping that we could have this discussion with Matharia, but I guess she needs some time to cool down. What do we do? If we leave him here, I would imagine the likelihood of Inquisitors returning and finishing the job is very likely. I don't see that as a problem. I think as Bryn stated, there's only a couple of choices. We either take them with, take one with, or leave them to die. We can't leave Kristen. No. That gives you only two choices. Try to take them both and struggle, or take the one and hope that it gets better. She seemed to want us to leave him here. She seemed to not care. Her words yeah. were, I believe, to help him if you can, but if not, if you can't, take me, I believe was what she said. Something of yeah. this nature. We have to remember, guys, 
this is the here and now, but we have all of this intel for the war to have helped the Lyceum to help Gates Pass, where we're from, my home. If, if Hadin has forsaken that and chooses to rot away here in his farm, then let's let him and we can save the girl and be done with it. We should not risk ourselves in the fire forest with him trying to stab us in the back the whole way. I would tend to agree with Bryn. That's pretty convincing. So would I. Our mission is more important than one man. I wouldn't suggest killing him. Maybe just leave him here. Yeah. And let's leave now. It might be a fight for Kristen, at least short term. We shall have to see how it uh, turns out. Until we get far enough away, we can hold on to the staff until we are certain she's far enough away. Make it as far as we can, unconscious. At least she's light. She's carryable. What if his control doesn't end? Until his death. Choice we have to make. There will probably be more scourgers. I don't like the prospect of leaving a man to die, even if it is his own choice. But I think you're right. He's too dangerous for us to bring with. I guess logically, if he is worried enough about his life, he could go back to Gate Pass or make a run to Shahalesti. The only other thing that we can do but we would need to be okay with killing him is wait till they are awake and offer to him one last time. We are going with Kristen. You can come if you want. But then she's going to be awake. Yeah. Go knock her out again. Please, uh, Raylan, <laughs> I, I, think that's, I think that's good enough. If we decide to take Kristen, then we should unbind Hadin and go. There is also the possibility that we will run into other trouble on our way to the forest or soon within, and all of us are quite diminished. If we leave the two of them bound, the likelihood of both of them getting unbound and then doing something to us is slim. Maybe what else we could do is put him in his bed and the rest of us could stay out here so that his, he wouldn't have direct influence over any of us. Rest, and then do what we must tomorrow. Do you know how much longer we would need to rest? You still would need a full night's rest. I didn't rest at all. I mean, this happened like an hour in. I do think it would be foolish for us to enter without having a rest. I think that track is correct there. Whether or not we leave before they wake up, that still is a possibility. What was the safe word again? Oh, uh, the school. It was school too kids, long. Right? He has shorter <laughs> safe word. Just say the school. There's unlikely to be more tonight. We are full day's travel away from Gate Pass, where any information or further follow-up would have come from, you would imagine. I doubt that this group will be missed until tomorrow at the earliest. I think we have time to rest beyond the troubles that are with us present. I agree. Let's put Hadin in his bed. 
Kristen out in the barn with us. We take her rod. They are both still bound. In the morning, we'll... I think we keep here and we watch it in here. I don't think putting him in the house where he can potentially escape is a good idea, personally. Yeah. It's a fair point. That's fine. Um, in the morning, with him still bound, I can I can cast a spell where if he's bound, that he won't be able to cast spells and we can offer to him one last time. He can shake his head yes or no, and then we can go. Do it. Hey. Okay. Let's rest. Who's you taking sleep in shifts time? over the next while. Can we get the horses and everything all ready to leave? Yes. If you like to, I guess. The horses don't typically sleep very well in saddles and such. Never mind. Oh, we don't need them to go, though. Yeah, We're not never taking mind. horses with us. Right. The horse is about a quarter mile away. So, I mean, it's like five, five minutes walking. Yeah. So, it's not a significant difference. We could leave him the horses to sell if he wants to. <laughs> so oh my gosh, you guys, we can level up. Hey guys, jump in and level up quick. Sleep and shifts uh, over the next little while. Uh, and yes, you can all click the buttons to go up to level four finally. Sorry for the false start on that previously. Uh, and nothing particularly eventful happens over the next eight hours as you wait. The elven pair are up a little bit sooner, though I don't know that anything becomes of that unless someone would like it to. The rest of them are still all asleep. I guess I will be available if uh, Mitharia wants to talk, but if she just wants to uh, leave it to the morning, then that's, that's okay with me. I'll come back after four hours. Okay. Everyone else is still asleep. The only thing that really occurred in the meantime was that Hadin and Kristen both kind of stirred slightly. Didn't wake up, but just enough to start groggily moving around a little bit and then staying asleep. Jack awake? Jack has finished his trance about the same time that you do, and so you're both awake in the dark, relative dark, both of you have dark vision, uh, into the pre-dawn time frame. I guess I just go in and when I look over to Jack and just kind of say it was decided, if anything. Nothing conclusive. However, the general consensus is understandably concern over Adin's incredible and inexplicable abilities and the fear that he could turn those against us. Unfortunately, I, I think I agree. I do not wish harm on this man, but he may wish harm on us and on Kristen, and it could, could stop us from completing our mission. A lot of people are depending on us. Indeed, that is very true. So I'm kind of sitting and look, probably looking a little uncomfortable waiting for more. Um, but I'm not going to say anything. Okay. That reminds me. Um, 
Bryn, the other thing that you found <laughs> uh, is a small book on the Inquisitor, actually. You don't Ooh. know what's inside it, but it appears to be a book of... Sig- book of what? Uh, significance. Oh. It appears to be arcane in nature. The rest of the night then passes in frosty distance, and as the sun begins to rise, everyone else begins to stir at this point. After an eventful nighttime, the morning brings cold, cool, quiet. Which direction is the fire forest from where we are? It is mostly south with a little bit west. Uh, as the sun comes up, I'm going to take a deep breath and think positive affirmations. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful day. All of you are up before the bound pair. All right, then I'll want to rouse everybody and get us together and say, well, we have to decide. Are we just going to go or are we just going to, are we going to ask him? I don't think we should ask him. I think that he will agree to whatever seems amenable to him, but then there's no guarantee that he won't take advantage of us at some later time. In fact, if I was in his position, I think that's what I would try to do. What? Not that I would try to control any of your minds. Well, I might if I have to, but I would not like to. Hmm. I don't know. Can you? I believe we're getting off track. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Winry. You know I'm very persuasive. Let's take a vote, then. Who's going to carry the girl? I can carry her. Pick her up. Let's go. Okay. Torrent will walk over then, trying not to wake her as much as possible, though she does still wake a little bit, um, and scoops uh, the bundle that is Kristen up and kind of carries her on her shoulders like a fireman's carry. She starts off towards towards the road. I follow. Let's be off then. If we've made a decision, let's do it. I would like to unbind... I did in some way, though. No, leave him bind. He's an old, he's a sick old man. I think if we leave him bound, we're, it's a death sentence for him. Not necessarily. Just as much of a death sentence to leave him. This way he can't follow us right away. It'll be on your conscience one way or the other. Leave him. Let's go. I'm going to be kind of torn indecisively of what to do, but as the group heads off. I'm I'm still standing at the door on the inside. Just standing. I'm standing probably between Jack and Hadin right now. Right. Torrent is making her way to the road and starting to walk down towards the fire forest. Me too. I'll start walking. I'll look to Rayland. I'll say, um, he seems to be a, a villain, but I don't want him to die. Can we just unbind his hands? No. So I'll, I'm, my eyes are going to kind of dart around. I'll, I'll look at Hadin. I'll look back to, I'll look over at Matharia. And I'll kind of take a deep breath. And I'll look at Rayland. And I'll say, our mission comes first, right? I'll take one more look at Hadin, and then I'll turn and start walking to catch up to the group. Me too. 
I'll say something to the effect of, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I don't think that's the last we've seen of him. You know, Raylan, that actually does make me feel better. Thank you. It shouldn't. I'll say quietly to myself, well, it does. <laughs> no, catch up. Did they leave the barn? I walk up and cut his ropes and I follow. Make a stealth check. I mean, I wasn't trying to be stealthy about it. I mean, they left the barn. I walked up. I cut I the ropes and I to went. not wake him. Oh, okay, okay. That makes far more sense. I rolled an 18 plus sleight of hand. So that is... Oh, stealth, stealth, stealth. Oh, well. <laughs> well, that's 23 then. Okay, perfect. Uh, you kind of take out your, your sword and you just kind of weaken the hands and feet both so that they will be easy to take off in the future. Uh, and without disturbing him overly, you take off down the road and catch up with the rest of the group. As you make it down towards the road and having collected the rest of your supplies and freed the horses to whatever extent that you would like to, uh, you make it down to the edge of the fire forest. There is a bridge over a dried creek bed, but the entire water area that normally would be there is gone. So it's effectively now just a bridge over a small depression in the land. It's only about five to 10 feet long, this sort of thing, very, very shallow easy to deal with just even in normal times but now it's a bridge over nothingness and as Torrent gets to the edge of it she hints towards her pack probably about time take the potions and step in let's do it let's go who wants to monitor the inventory of potions I think Stephanie would probably volunteer but she's stepped away I can't so if everyone is going to take one and you're going to force feed Kristen one. Uh, yep. That would be seven of the 16 potions that you have with you currently. Cool. Kristen does wake up during this time and she starts to struggle a little bit initially. Um, but in noticing that she's bound and being carried by Torrent and altogether has not much that she can do about it, she quiets fairly quickly and just kind of contents herself to figuring out what's going on. Uh, you can hear some quiet talk between Torrent and Kristen periodically as you guys make your way along. You enter into the forest. And though the magic protects your skins against the burn, you can still feel the intense withering heat carried in terrible blasts from the trees. And you smell the acrid smoke as you enter, and it envelops you. Arms of black and orange embracing your party. The thick banks of smoke mean that you can't often see more than an arm's length in front of you, but the fierce dry wind often blows these banks away. Powered by backdrafts and dramatic valley winds, the gusts snatch at loose pieces of clothing. During the lulls in the wind as the massive lungs of the forest take breath, fingers of flame reach out from the smoldering undergrowth, pawing and caressing the hems of clothing and the ropes and backpacks, always threatening to grab hold and ignite in an inescapable inferno. In front of you, the only thing that distinguishes the Elf Road from the surrounding territory is its relative lack of undergrowth, exposing the blackened char rock where once the elves of Inetadar carried their families. Your eyes sting with tears, your nostrils burn, and your hands draw back instinctively as if touching a boiling pot. As if diving into a dragon's fiery maw, you've entered the fire forest of Inetadar. 
and according to old maps that Torrent consulted, the path along the Elf Road through Anetadar is 17 miles long, followed by about 50 more miles through a mountain road before reaching the northern foothills of Dasin. The Elf Road is surprisingly clear, and despite the general discomfort of heat and smoke-filled air, the road is straight and smooth, 30 feet across, with brush and trees burning close to the edge on either side. It occasionally rises on hills or cuts through low ravines. If everyone would like to, you can make a intelligence nature check, please. Man, that description was so good. Nine. Six. Five. Nineteen. Unnatural twenty. Eleven. Okay. The the three of you, not Bryn or Mitharia, um, as you kind of watch the fires that surround you, uh, these fires that are on the side of the road appear weaker than they ought to be. Considering how intensely the fire burns elsewhere, further off into the trees and um, further off into the distance, even along the road, uh, the sides of the road should be just bathed in fire. But instead, you could walk to the edge without any fear of live flames. And only off the road do you start to encounter it. Everyone can also make a wisdom perception check. So the point there, Justin, was just that the fire is not as intense on the road as you would expect it to be. Yeah, the, the fire is all-encompassing as far as you can see, but it seems like it's being held off of the road. Gotcha. 19. 14. 15. 12. 18. Perfect, all of you. The fires down the road, as you look, seem very intense. But as you travel along, they seem to weaken as you get closer. As you look backwards, just a couple hundred, maybe even a hundred feet backwards, just about the farthest you can see, you notice the flames intensify once more back to what you have seen into the distance. It makes the road seem narrower, and it almost feels like the forest itself is letting you travel in a bubble. Mm. Every mile or so, a smaller path splits off from the main road leading into the fire forest. None look particularly interesting initially, though every now and then you can spot what looks like houses built from the boughs of trees engulfed like everything else. The road is covered in a few inches of ash and you leave a very clear trail as you travel along it. Like houses that aren't completely collapsed? These look like they're built from and into the boughs of trees. And yes, they appear to still be somewhat upright, even though they are burning just like everything else around it. Yeah, just like the trees are upright, but... Yeah, previous trees are still probably. all there entirely. There's even, like, leaves and foliage to some extent here oh. and there. It is just on fire constantly. Nothing seems to be burning away, but it is constantly flame. Are we being watched? Uh, you can make a perception check. While he's doing that, my arcane study mind is ridiculously curious about how this works. Mm -hmm. Can I, like, pay attention to things and see if I can figure out what's going on here? I know it's kind of broad. Sure, I understand what you mean. Um, it I'm just defies so curious. natural process. There is no reason that you can figure out how, like, there's continual flame spells and such, but those are not as strong, truly flames per se. Yeah. 
This is like bonfire level blaze constantly. 40 years and nothing has burned away. And we can feel the heat physically. You can feel the heat. You can feel the smoke. You're breathing in the smoke constantly. And yet the forest doesn't die. So crazy. Are the trees really far away from the path? No, not really. They are a little bit off of the, the road itself, but their leaves and canopy and such envelop the path almost entirely. There's a little bit of a break through the very center. Can I um, pluck a leaf? You'd have to get off of the path a little bit in order to be able to reach them. They're up high enough that you wouldn't be able to reach it normally. Uh, and in order to do that, you would have to actually enter through into the burning brush on the side. Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> I was going to say, if, Bryn, or if uh, Winry tries, I'm going to stop her. Really want that leaf? <laughs> uh, Rayland, what'd you roll? Uh, for my perception check? Mm-hmm. 11. Okay. You don't notice that anyone is following you, that you can see at least right away. Uh, the only thing that you notice is that they're, just like I'd mentioned before, because of the inches of ash that you're stepping through, there is a clear trail that you're that you're leaving behind you. Whether or not this matters, don't know. And even as you consider it for a moment, you can see Torrent look towards you and say, it's not worth slowing down for. I was going to ask, uh, how fast is the ash accumulating? Is it like snow? Like, is it snowing ash? or It is sort of like a very light snow. Okay. When okay. you moved from outside the forest with generally just light snow going on to into the forest, it's kind of similar. It's like a very light flurry, just kind of gener- gently falling, slowly accumulating. In a weird way that made me miss winter. <laughs> Enough where if you had to give a guess, you probably would leave a track, a, a very clear trail for a couple of days. And then by that point, it'd be filled in enough that you probably wouldn't be able to tell anymore. Are there any trails in front of us? If you looked really hard, you might be able to see the, the remnants of paths here and there, like little lesser mounds, potentially. It's really hard to make out anything. And there's certainly nothing fresh. But there's ash. What is this place? Oh, right. It's ash, but nothing is burning. Like, going away. Yep. I'm so into this place. (laughs) About a quarter mile or so after entering the forest, you come across a trio of, well, you would call them refugees, but they are now smoldering piles of burnt flesh and blackened bone. The remains are scattered, as though picked over by scavengers but one of them is still intact and smoldering. It is right along the side of the road, just inside the brush. I'll take a look at it, see if there's anything distinguishable about it left, or any remnants. Sure. As you get closer, the one body that is still intact begins to move. Draw slightly. And you can hear this croaking noise in the back of its it's it's throat whatever you want to call it it's a it's a body it's a person and it's moving towards you can i tell if it's alive or undead hard to tell it is what it is without investigating further you wouldn't be able to tell from this position are you okay (laughs) (laughs) a cough kind of escapes its body as it is crawling along Kill me. All right, I'll stab it with my sword. 
you stab it with the sword and it <gasps> groans as it falls down back into a smoldering body again. After five or six seconds, the smoldering rekindles slightly and it <gasps> begins to crawl once more. What? Jack is horrified. Please kill me. Should we keep moving? Yeah. I'm going to like ask it, what is going on here? It's hard to get out many words. It just is seemingly incomprehensible beyond the calls for death. All right. Please again, kill me. I have a feeling my blade won't do anything to this. I have a feeling only magic will have an impact on it. And this is no place to waste magic. What about like your ray of frost or something, Jack? Winry? Sure, I'll try it. Um, no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pull the diviner up and try to blow uh, blow the uh, the tune to activate that spell. But uh, I, I, I waver. Can't do it. Too freaked out. Winry. <laughs> I will try to hit it with a ray of frost. Okay. It is simple to hit. And as soon as the icy spell affects it, the body falls still. The full the flames on its back, the smoldering nature of it seems to have been cooled momentarily, and it collapses once more into the ground, unmoving. You wait with bated breath for five, ten, fifteen seconds. It stays down. Ash, that's good or bad, but let's keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. I don't like this place. There's nothing but smoldering ruins. There's like no clothes or items. It's possible. There's. It's been picked through a little bit, but there still might be stuff in there if you wanted to search. When you, yeah. When you say like scavenge through, like is it? Can I tell? The is it two animals? Two of the bodies or? have been actually pulled apart. This was the only one that was still intact. That's what I meant by scavengers, and kind of thrown to the the wild. And you can just see basically what's left of charred bones, as opposed uh, to bodies uh, anymore. Tell what type of animal might have done this in this place it is entirely foreign to you okay. it is some sort of predator you would guess likely something that ate away at the the meat the flesh and left the bones Do I see any tracks not anything recent okay. as far as you can tell it looks like these bodies have been here for a, a while I'm gonna try and find any sort of distinguishing markings or anything on the body on this this guy's body that could tell me who he is okay uh so before Raylan does that i'm gonna say let's try not to touch them there's there's some strange magic going on here that i don't understand touching them might cause the same to bleed onto you just be careful please sure <laughs> i'll poke around using my dagger 
As you kind of poke around, you are able to find the familiar glint of coin within. There appears to be a dagger upon this man still, and a couple resting amongst the scavenged ruins that you can see glinting in the distance. And you can also see a small wand that was on this man's belt pouch. You wouldn't be able to get it, however, without reaching for it with your hand or with something else. Something that can grab. Can you point this out, Raylan? Yeah, I'll, I'll point to the, there's, this guy's got a wand. Seeing an opportunity to maybe be useful again, I'm going to pull out the diviner and I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Perfect. Which I just chose like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. It is very simple for you to rifle through the bodies with a ethereal hand like this. And as such, you are able to pull out 50 gold pieces, three yeah. standard daggers, and a wand that somehow has survived, despite being wooden, throughout all of this flame. The uh, rest I'm sorry, of his how, many, how many daggers? Four, three. You said? three. Three. Three daggers and a wand. A wooden wand that has survived through the flames. As you kind of look over the rest of that, you can see that all of their clothes all of the supplies, whatever they might have brought with them, everything else is just gone to the Inferno. But this wand has survived. Must be magic if it hasn't been burned to a crisp at this point. That would be my guess. Speaking of, I don't want to bury the lead too far on this. Um, Bryn, you do also have within your possession... She's got a plan for it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A, A book. Don't worry, I've been smacking her for like 20 minutes to give it to me, but... Yeah, let me bring out this book made of paper and this fire. Oh, no, no, I know, I'm with you there 100%. So, the potion protects all of your possessions as well. Oh. Well, okay then, I still have a plan. So you gotta, you gotta leave some of it in the bottle though and spritz it on yourself? The way the magic works is that it... <laughs> combines you and all of your possessions. Otherwise, you all would be walking naked throughout the entire forest. It's it's the same as Stand the Heat. And that would be a good story, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) If any of you are wearing metal armor, also, it does protect you from the heat of your own armor. Uh, can Can we leave, guys? Yes, let us depart from here. I'm gonna pocket the wand... I'm going to give everyone 10 gold. Oh, sorry. There's six of us. You can deal Torrent in as much as you want or not. I'll just hand my 10 over to Torrent and just walk on. Uh, confused. I'll also give two of the daggers to Raylan and say, in case you ever need backup, and I'm going to keep uh, one on me. Continue on. You continue onwards then, and a while passes. For you who've been keeping track, about two miles into the forest now, you begin to hear some chittering and swooping in the branches overhead. And as you start looking up, trying to figure out what it is, something falls from above. Oh, well, before you finish, before the guys, I wanted to say Vigilant Blessing to Mitharia. Sure. Okay. Falling straight towards Winry. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. 
Oh no. Well, that's good. Uh. Move over, dice. Oh gosh, he was so small. Seventeen plus six. Okay. You quickly dart out of the way as this thing falls towards you, and it lands on the floor or on the ground with like a plop almost. A small lump of magma, it appears, though it screams from what you can only consider a mouth, drops from the canopy above onto the ground. Just as it lands, two flaming giant bats streak down from above after the creature. Yeesh. We can, if we would still like to. Wait, there's a creature on the ground too? Yep, a very small little lump of almost what looks like magma. Oh, I thought the magma's what hit me. Everyone can, if we want to still, go ahead and roll initiative. Can get started if nothing else. Holy sh! those bats are huge. Honey, 12 for me. Us? 12. Mitharia? I rolled a 14. Bryn rolled a 12. 15. Nice. Winery. Oh, no. Seven. You evaded very well. Oh, great. These bats. Oh, great. These bats. They're quick. They are. They rolled a very, very solid natural 20 for a uh, start there. Uh, The first thing that happens then is that these bats are both chasing after the small lump of what appears to almost be magma on the ground. They both swoop in towards it and attack it immediately with bite attacks. Just happens to be near you. They both roll absolutely terrible. The small elemental that's on the ground seems to kind of dodge, dip, duck, kind of around Winry as best that they can. Uh, and the bats swooping in for these bites are unable to land anything effective upon it, unfortunately. They continue to kind of flap their wings and look towards Winry and the rest of the party in annoyance and disgust. That is all they get to do on their turn. Rayland, you are the first one to react of the party to these giant fire bats swooping in. Step right here and draw my crossbow, launch a crossbow bolt at it. Go for it. That is 14, it's 19 to hit. That does hit. Seven damage. Okay, very nice. Seven points of damage as the first crossbow bolt finds its target solidly up near its shoulder by its wing. It kind of shrieks in pain as it does so and starts to refocus and look towards you. What does the elemental look like? Can you describe it for me just a little bit? You said it's like a lump. Oh. They have it as a little gargoyle almost looking thing. But it's just like a... The way it's described is it looks like a lump of magma almost with a face. The face is vaguely humanoid. Mostly it just looks like a mouth and the mouth is like shrieking. I think of it like flubber. (laughs) Fire flubber. But not so cute. Kind of fire flubber. With less and it's shrieking looks kind of similar, like <laughs> Is it does it look frightened? As much as you can tell of an elemental, sure. 
It seems like it was running, at least. <laughs> Alright. I got you there, little buddy. <laughs> That's my turn. I probably should have done something different, hey, but it's okay. Hey, are you? Okay. Uh, sword's drawn. I'm going after this bat closest to me. Okay. That is a 15 to hit. That does hit. Four points of damage. Okay. And with my second hit, that is 16 to hit. That does hit as well. With, that's a little bit better, uh, six points of damage. Very nice. Two solid scores from the two swords. All right, that's my turn. It is upset now, as both bats have released their eyes from the quarries and have looked towards the ones who are now suddenly hunting them. Jack, it's you. I'm going to step two down this way, uh, pulling out, uh, pulling the divider out from under my shirt, and I'm going to blow a few quick blasts on the diviner. And I've never really described this, but when I, when I blow on the diviner, the air around me and kind of where I aim spells vibrates in a barely, you can barely see it, but you can, if you pay really close attention, you'd be able to see the air vibrate a little bit. I'm going to cast, so a, a kind of a, a ball of green energy um, appears in front of me and I'm going to grab it and throw it uh, and it's going to land right yeah, Fairy fire. And actually, okay. no, it's a 20-foot cube, so I want to go far enough back That's that we just there. get the two of them. Okay, that works. Uh, so they both need to take a dex saving throw. Dex save, all right. DC 13. Uh, they both will succeed, I think. Uh, 18 and 15. Oh, man. Yeah, that does nothing. Fortunately, they're both quite quick and nimble creatures. Thought that might be the case. They are able to quickly avoid the magic as it's flying towards them. Okay. That's it. Uh, maybe. I think I'll try backing up. I should warn you that, like I said before, this these are the edges of the path. Uh -huh. uh, once you start stepping into off the path section, you do start to come into contact with brush that is actively on fire, as opposed to the road, which is charred but clear for you. I'm going to scoot closer to Kristen then protect her a little bit. Sure. She's still being carried by Torrent for right now. Oh, she's still unconscious? She's awake. Okay. Uh, Torrent is just kind of keeping track of her and holding her. Uh, she looks kind of wide-eyed and cowed. Uh -huh. uh, and beyond that, just has been quiet. Gotcha. That's it for me. Rin. Dig up four squares, right? Yes. They do, yes. They big boys. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to try it. If it doesn't work, then we'll change it next round. I'm going to do Sacred Flame at the one by Mitharia. Okay. So Dex 13, so roll a one. Uh, that is a failure. It's a nine. Woohoo! All right. One, you two, only have to be able to see your target for a save thing. You don't have to have clear line of sight, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. Big ol' three. Three points of damage. What type of damage is it? It's radiant. radiant. Perfect. Yeah, it's starting to not look great, actually. It's starting to kind of be more erratic in its flying. Um, And I believe 
that is all that I would like to do. Perfect. Winry, it's you. I want to do a spell that's a cone. Okay. So I think I'm going to need to go here. How big is the cone? 15 foot cone. Yeah, that, that should be fine. Uh, and it's a deck save. Uh, deck save, huh? Mm-hmm. The top one fails the, with a natural one. The bottom one succeeds with a natural 20. Um, and he gets half damage. Okay. What? I don't know what you're doing. Cold damage, sorry. Frost fingers. Okay. Oh, very nice. 17. Did you pull your hands back and you can see them all kind of begin to grow icicles almost among your fur on your fingertips and then you thrust them forward fingers out and these blasts of ice come shooting out from them both of the creatures before you seem to lock up freeze with this cold energy they drop to the ground both of them appearing to be unmoving wow Uh. all right they almost like crackle with uh, with the ice frozen to their wings initially. Wow, good work, Winry. Both, yeah. Both of them. Both of them. The small elemental looks up towards you for a second, and it, you know, it was screaming initially. It is no longer screaming towards you. Uh, it says, oh, "I, wow, thank you. Very kind." Yeah. Don't recommend. And you are? A method. A method. Yeah. That's not its name? It's a thing. <laughs> Do you have a name? No. Huh. Okay. I have a name. Perfect. As you guys are talking a little bit, you start to notice that the bats on the ground behind you are thawing out. Uh... Let's pay attention to this just a moment before we have niceties. Maybe we should finish up. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. He kind of hops along over towards Rayland, kind of gloopily slopping onto the ground as he moves. And after a moment, the fire bats both rekindle. So we cannot make attacks on them while they are thawing? You could try to if you'd like to. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably like to maybe just... Uh, you guys kind of hack and slash at the bodies. Nothing seems to happen to them. Huh. The wounds that you make are there, but they become like these flames almost as the ice is thawing. And as they become flames, it doesn't seem to stick. Right. After a moment, though, they come back. And as soon as they start to stand back up on their hind feet. I will let each of you that's adjacent to them or watching there, uh, feel free to make an attack of opportunity if you'd like, as though so you were holding an action. Ha! Huh. Natural 20. Okay, then. Perfect. Which one are you hitting? This one. Okay. And that 11 one. on the bottom one. And I double my sneak attack, too, right? Yep. You don't need to worry too much about that. You critted? Yeah, I crit. Nice, man. Uh, That's the, uh, 17. Sure. The bat comes No, no, up. 27. Sorry. Sure. 
the bat is just like rising back up to its feet, thinking about unfurling its wings, and then Rayland with his whatever short sword, short sword takes a slash hack down and kind of decapitates it, removes the head from the bat. Uh, I'm going to guess my 11 does not hit. Uh, you technically have advantage as That's it is right. prone. Nope, you did say that. Okay, uh, that is 17. That does hit. And as your sword makes contact, it also just cleaves it right back into the ground again. The fires nice. that were once active are no longer aggressive. They're just kind of a slow smolder in the background. And what did it say its name was, this creature? It is a method. Yeah, you didn't say his name. A method. Are these bats dead? No, not dead. But down for now. All right, well, then I guess we should get a move on, huh? Well, yeah, probably. I mean, thank you. All right. Be, be careful. Don't anger the forest. Or the we, other animals, if you can. We didn't anger the forest by killing these bats now, did we? Uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. And then we'll keep moving. Let's just move. Be careful. And it hops off into the undergrowth and off the side of the road. My gosh. Well, that was a strange encounter. Anyone looking at the bats carefully can notice that while they are down and unmoving, they don't appear to be dead. They are still breathing to a certain extent. They just appear to be almost unconscious. Even the one without a head? You, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I agree. I gave it a little bit of an excessive flavor there. And I'm going to say that the head was a little bit um, like hacked into and like hanging. And as the flames kind of smoldered, you can see it kind of like slowly knitting back. Was he lying to me about the forest? What, not angering the forest? Yeah, not angering the forest by killing the bats. Hard, it's hard for you to say at this point in time. You're kind of thinking back on it as the, the elemental has hopped off into the, the undergrowth. But you dismissed me a little bit too easily there. <laughs> he was pleased with you having rescued him. Uh, but yeah, he's don't anger the forest, bro. Probably should have asked him, how does the forest get angry? He left too quick. Yeah. He was busy being adorable. You got to go. <laughs> he goes hopping off and the rest of you continue on your way, kind of avoiding the while unconscious but kind of half smoldering fireback corpses on the ground I guess it's forest let's let's move on before they come back to life shall we agreed everyone kind of steps daintily over them looking awkwardly towards it as you continue on you come to a deep gorge next it's like a ravine that crosses through the road, and the road continues on on what looks like a bridge. What was once a sturdy stone arch bridge, 20 feet wide, 50 feet long, with a three-foot-high stone railing on either side. The railing on one side, however, has a 10-foot-wide section that's been knocked out in the middle of the bridge, and the stone around it is cracked. As though something happened, took out the railing, and weakened the stone around it. 
Can I peek under the bridge to see if I see any creatures or signs of life? Absolutely. Make a perception check. Trolls. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. That's where they live. Oi, 11. Okay. You look underneath, uh, and there's two things that you notice down there. Um, The first thing that you can see is what looks to be a few more of these like flaming bats hanging off the underside of the bridge. You can just make them out if you kind of peer around the corner of the bridge and looking down, you can just see kind of these flames underneath. They don't seem to be doing anything right now. They're just kind of sitting there, uh, but they're kind of out towards the middle of the bridge, just hanging out. The other thing that you notice is that on the ground, uh, in this the middle of this gorge, it goes about 60 feet downwards. Uh, there is what looks to be the wreckage of an old wagon. It looks small, so you'd estimate from this distance it's probably a gnomish wagon. And it looks like this might have been what met their end over the edge of the bridge years ago. Okay. The wagon's not burning? It has... It's seen some flames, some scalding, uh, but some of the wagon is still intact enough that you're able to tell what it is. Do we really want to risk going down there to look at the wagon bits? See what might be useful? There'll probably also be more undead things down there. That's what I was thinking. I, I was more thinking if there's something big that knocked into the bridge and trying to take other travelers off or something like that. Do I see, uh, can I see anything that may have caused the wagon to go off the bridge? If you said it was a stone bridge and the wagon broke through it? Through the small railings, yes. If I could offer, Bryn, one of these large flying bat creatures running into a wagon could possibly cause this. They are quite large. This is true. And if you want to, you can make an intelligence check. I think that's going to be a big old negative one. Let me see here. (laughs) Yep. Let's roll it. Oh, look at the dice. Nope. Three. Okay. Uh, the only thing that you can really think as you look at this bridge is you're concerned after looking for the the creatures or anything that might have caused the damage, uh, what rest of the bridge's state is in after that damage occurred. Yeah. You don't know for sure. And without some sort of proficiency in such items or a more thorough investigation by someone who might know more, uh, it would be difficult for you to tell what may or may not be difficult to get across. So yeah, guys, I'm just... That bridge doesn't look too hot, but... (laughs) I would say it looks quite hot. The bridge itself is not on fire. It is stone entirely. And even the walls of the gorge below are craggy stone and mostly bare. So it looks like the wagon had some scalding and scorching previously before it went over the the edge. 
because afterwards there's nothing burning around that gorge itself. The bridge doesn't look too strong. I'm not, I'm a little worried about it. Especially if a wagon could bust through stone. I looked at Torrent and asked her, is there any other way apart from this bridge that we could take? The elf road appears to be the only safety here. I think that there's two choices. Risk the bridge, or we try to go below. Going below may require going through some flaming brush, but while not entirely protected, we can prepare for it and be ready. How stable does the bridge look? You can make an investigation check if you'd like. Guidance. Uh, I'll help her. Sure, you make it with advantage. Okay. D4. Big bet zero on that. So, um, 9, 10, 11. 11. Okay. Uh, you can... The majority of the bridge still seems reasonably safe. The section in the middle, where there was the kind of 10-foot section of railing that's missing, looks suspect. Where specifically, it's hard to say, uh, but there's definitely pieces that probably are not ideal. So we could probably get across without too much of an issue, just as long as we stuck to the areas that we could tell were stable. And maybe go one at a time. You could certainly try. I'll go first. You think that's the best idea? Try not to wake up the bats, all right? I'll uh, draw my crossbow. But shall you be last, Rayland? If you're going to take that out. Sure. Jack, what's your plan? I'm going to try to cross the bridge. I'm going to step carefully and try to stay on the side away from the broken railing. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do like in Lord of the Rings where elves like weigh nothing and they can just walk like on top of snow. That's totally ability we have. So totally <laughs> doing totally. that. Yeah. Very cautiously, slowly walk your way along on the opposite side from the missing railing. A couple of times you can feel stone shift, but the way across goes relatively smoothly. And after a short period of time, Jack makes it to the other side safely. And intact. I'll wave to everybody. I'll go next. I'll have Jack come a little bit closer, like not just so I can toss him a rope. And then I'll try walking across on the far side away from the hole as well. Okay. You're going to toss a rope to me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hard. Hard toss, but you can maybe leave it with someone and walk with it. The bridge itself is... Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> ...like 60 feet long, give or take. Uh, so I was imagining he sort of came back, but yeah, the, your idea is equally as good. Yeah, you can hand one end of the rope to, to Rayland for him to just kind of keep on his side and then walk across with the other end of it, slowly, carefully, making your way across. You make it safely. And then I'll have Jack and I hold on to the end of the rope that I brought over. 
case somebody falls, bro. Don't you? How long is your rope? It'd be fifty feet, typically. It's mine is technically forty-six. So it it doesn't reach from one end. So of the we can to the stand other. on part of the bridge as long as we're not right by the center. It's right in the center. I'm imagining we can stand a couple feet onto it. We probably don't probably don't want multiple people standing on it. Like if we're standing where the columns are. I'm going to pull out my diviner blow uh, little tune. I'm going to cast minor illusion. I'm going to cast it 30 feet away from me toward the group. And I'm just going to have my voice say, send torrent next. Oh, it's 48 feet, but. Torrent next then, carrying Kristen on her back, will slowly make her way along the bridge as well. And as long uh, with everyone else waiting for her to get across, she's able to make her way across the bridge, past Bryn, and on to Jack. We're at Winry, and then I will make my way across. Traveling single file and carefully, each of you makes your way across the bridge safely to the other side without disturbing any of the bridge or any of the bats hanging below. Regrouping on the other side, (laughs) Bryn coils back up her rope, pulls it back in, puts it back on her in her pack. You all can proceed on past the rope. Was that encounter just a mind Justin? Like, <laughs> it's like, what do we have to up to, <laughs> to get this to go bad? Probably if we would have gone down to check the wagon, something bad would have happened. Possibly. Or something good. Who knows? Uh, Justin, knock it off. <laughs> About three okay. miles into the forest, another mile past uh, the bridge that you just crossed, give or take. Everyone make a perception check. 19. Man, that dice has been rolling fire tonight. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) That actually was pretty good. I I liked it. Um, What are we rolling? Perception, you said? Perception, yep. 18 for me. Crap tonight. Uh, 12 for me. Okay. Winry? 22. Ooh, very nice. Dang, Dang, girl. Those cat stands. (laughs) Uh, Bryn, Jack, Winry you all hear this series of quiet thumps like thump, thump uh, sounds passing you guys off into the the forest off in the side of the the path not near the road but you can hear them about every 5 to 10 seconds give or take and there's about 5 or 6 of them as they go from behind you away off the road to adjacent to you off the road, to further in front of you and ahead, still off the road to the side. Just these thump, thump, or whumps almost. They don't sound like footfalls. They sound more like percussion almost. They sound like that magma guy that landed on the ground? No, they aren't squishy, sloppy, anything like that. Okay. Uh, They, (laughs) like I said, they sound more like 
percussion sounds like a whomp. After a moment, Winry, as you guys continue along the side of the road, you see what looks to be a small figure hiding amongst the undergrowth on the side of the road. He just is watching as you guys are walking towards him. You notice him about 50 feet ahead as he's just kind of hiding amongst the branches of this this foliage, this undergrowth along the side of the road, watching you. There's someone there. Someone where? No one else can see him. Even if I point to him? Even pointed to. You can't make him out. I don't see anything. Am I imagining it? Are you? Did anyone else hear the thumping that we, I just did we heard? Did the thumping? Yeah, we all heard I it. I did. We all heard the thumping. Oh, mm. don't make me do this, Justin. You're not being quiet in your discussions here. Or not, it seem like, at least. Does and your so friend... Moment, I, wasn't, I wasn't being, no. <laughs> and so does... after a moment, uh, all of you can hear this thump sound as a very visible explosion of flames, almost bursting like a fiery flower blossom right near the side of the road bursts out and Winry as you look again is he's gone uh Winry does your friend have a name why don't you go ask him he's gone all right even like you're the only one that saw him before everyone saw the fire flower blossom and the whomp so and I'm gonna go what you saw gonna... previously is gone I'm going to go forward down the path where she pointed and I'm, I'm looking back at her like right here. Is he, is he here? No. Hey, was the blossom spot the same spot that he was in? Yep. Right where he was. You're saying he disappeared when he, yeah, he like teleported somewhere. When that noise went off. You all are somewhat familiar with the burning sky effect which affects teleporting where there's a blaze that occurs when someone teleports. Uh? It seems that someone was keeping tabs on you. And that is where we will end tonight's session.